Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 26 of 211's Baseball Talk. My name is Dylan Baker. As usual, I'm alongside my dad, Chris Baker. And here's what we have on the menu for you guys today. Vlad Jr. is up. Not quite, but we'll get into that. He is up now. Matt Shoemaker's up for the year with a torn ACL. Trent Thornton has scuffled lately. We will do, for the first time ever on this show, and we'd like to do it more often, we'll do a farm report, and we'll wrap things up with a very special announcement. Chris, how are you today? I'm fantastic, Dylan. It's Vladdy Jr. Day. Well, it's not yet. Not yet. But not it was uh, it was a big announcement, and I'm excited about it. Lots of exciting things happening in Jay's land. Indeed, there have been. So, yes, as you mentioned, it's official. Vlad Jr. time is now. He's here, and his impact is already being felt. Well, technically not yet. He'll be up by Friday. And Toronto is super excited. I'm super excited. I assume you're super excited. Everyone is ready to get this new chapter of Blue Jays baseball going. So, I ask you this. What kind of impact do you think Vladdy will have on the big league squad this year? Well, if I'm a typical Toronto fan, I expect him to go 8 for 8 with 19 RBIs and 4 home runs on, on Friday night. But, mm-hmm. uh, yep. uh, but I think if we're being a little more realistic, which is unfair in Toronto because we really just aren't realistic in Toronto, and that's, that's okay. I mean, that's okay. You know, Toronto expects big things out of its superstars. Vladdy's going to join that that foray this Friday night and hopefully permanently and not be sent back down at any time. And I think that's why they waited so long to do this. I'm excited. I think he's going to make a great impact. I don't think he's going to send him to the playoffs this year, James no. fans. So just, no. don't just get chill a little bit on that. <laughs> But, uh, but it, and I don't think there's a lot of Jays fans who do believe that, but, uh, but certainly the bandwagoners who will be out, by the way, in full force at the Rogers Center on Friday night. I'm guaranteeing you that mm-hmm. uh, this guy comes with a lot of hype. I expect with the day off in between his debut and tonight's announcement that there will be some extra ticket sales happening yep. tomorrow throughout the day and perhaps Friday throughout the day leading up to that game. Uh, there's been a lot of, of, of instances in Toronto where, where a player has come into, into the play here, a superstar. And really the only one I can think of that actually brought a crowd out was David Price. I can't think of mm-hmm. – there were other situations when Roger Clemens came. I remembered everybody expected a sellout, didn't see that. But I think this is one of those cases where you will see that. Mm-hmm. And it'll be interesting to see, and uh, everyone expected him to be up the same day that Kevin Pillar returned. Uh, you brought up a good point earlier that the uh, Bisons got rained out all weekend, pretty much. So he, was, he didn't get his at-bats in, so I, I'm, I'm assuming that they wanted to get him some more at-bats, and that's why he's coming up now on Friday versus what Bob Nightingale had previously reported on Tuesday. But that would have been a sellout crowd on Tuesday with Kevin Pillar returning and Vladdy coming up would have been packed. But I do believe that it will be packed on Friday. The bandwagon fans are getting ready to see the next piece that they can cheer on in the future and they can be excited about or excited until Vladimir's chapter in Toronto is over. Um, and then they'll just disappear. Jeez, the don't get ahead of yourself, Dylan. I mean, they're already <laughs> predicting when that's going to happen. Well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I never I never gave a timetable for it. I just said he could retire a Blue Jay. But when that chapter is over, they will go hide back in their darkness. But uh, I expect a sellout crowd on Friday, or a near sellout crowd at least, because people are hyped. People are excited. 
Everyone wants to see Vladdy. I want to see Vladdy. We can't come to the game, but I will be watching at home, as should you if you're not watching Vlad Jr. come and make his big league debut. You are missing out, especially if you're a baseball fan. Even if you're not a baseball fan, you better go and watch that game because it is a huge moment for the Blue Jays, and it means a lot for this team's future. Now, I loved uh, I loved the conspiracy theory on MLB Network Radio this this evening when we were driving to your practice actually, and they were talking about what is the conspiracy here if there is one and, and uh, or maybe well, that was this afternoon was it this afternoon where they were talking about how the Jays purposely waited till the Leafs get eliminated <laughs> and yes, then and then decided to uh, to bring them up when uh, when. Toronto would care more. I don't necessarily argue with that. I, I mean, you yeah, know, I, I mean, it's going to hurt the Leaf fans. Our Leaf fans listening, we apologize to you, but well, and I, and I think you're you're more along the lines of correct here with the the fact that and me earlier saying this to you as well that the weather factored into why he didn't come up Tuesday. But mm-hmm. uh, but um, you know, it certainly looks like <laughs> there was a, an element of okay, the Leafs are eliminated. Let's bring them up on a Friday evening. In it, Toronto. it seems like it. I don't know yeah, if there is, yeah. but it certainly does seem like it. So it sucks to be a Leafs fan right now, as they did lose to the Bruins again. Um, I'm a Habs fan, so I don't really care. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it, it could seem like that to certain people, and I get why. I mean, the Leafs just got eliminated. But well, you know it hurts what? when your team's gone. I mean, remember the Jays in, in oh, 15 and 16. I mean, you just sit there and stare at the TV for about three and a half days. That game so, two you fan, know, it's like, that game you know, two so fan of the ALCS in 2015 was what cost them the series. You will not change my mind. Anyway, so Vlad Jr.'s coming up. But if I'm not mistaken, and I, I, I don't think I am, the roster, 25-man roster is full or 26-man, whatever it is. In the, in the big leagues, the active roster is full. So who do the Blue Jays send down or DFA to make room for the youngster? You know, I don't know. This is a tough one, and, and it's one where we're probably not going to find out till Friday. Uh, I, I don't imagine this announcement will be made on the off day tomorrow. No, but, I don't think uh, so. But I don't know. I mean, I, I could – it's going to sound a little radical here because he's starting to improve a little bit, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised to see a Drury DFA. It's potentially, you know, ideally, what would I like to see? Socrates Brito DFA. Socrates but, Brito got two hits. Okay, he got one triple since he's been one here. One triple Thank and you very one much. single, for your information, and both yes. of them drove in runs. Just saying. Yes. Just saying. Well, just he does say. have the name Socrates, so and how can you not love Socrates? Exactly, but to, but I mean, in reality, as those were his only two hits, there's a chance it's him. Uh, but I think that there's, uh, you know, it's a tough call. I think there's a lot of options potentially out there, and you don't want to make the right or the wrong call here. You do want to make the right call. I, I'm not sure what that is, and I don't know what your thoughts are. Um, well, the roster is, is pretty full right now and you're running low on pitchers while you're, well, you need a pitcher because Matt Shoemaker just went down. We'll get into that a little later, but a lot of these guys are out of options. I mean, Socrates Brito is out of options. Alan Hansen is out of options. I believe Brandon Drury is out of options. Eric Sogard has contract purchased. Uh, Richard Arania, I I think he needs to stay up for 10 days. I don't think he got called up for an injury. Danny Jansen and Luke Mailer are staying put. I'm just going through the roster right now. I don't know who could go down. They're going to have to 
take someone off because Vlad Jr.'s got to have a spot on that roster. But I, I have the roster in front of me right now, and I don't know who they're going to get rid of. I mean, Thomas Pinot has been really good out of the pen, but I think he might be the only guy they could get rid of right now. And the other option could be to put Freddie Galvis on the DL to open up that spot because Galvis has been dealing with some hamstring tightness lately. He's been dealing with some pain in his hamstring. His consecutive game streak ended this year. Uh, I think it was at like 300 games. So that's, that's, it's a great feat in itself. But I think the most likely move is that we see Freddie Galvis placed on the 10-day DL and they deal with it. IL, sorry. That's a quarter for the IL swear jar. Yeah, that's, that's going to be filled up by the end of the year for sure. <laughs> um, but I honestly think that the most likely thing to happen will be Galvis put on the 10-day IL and then they'll reevaluate or they'll, uh, when, when, they have, when they see more of the players come 10 days from now. Because honestly, there is not a player here that is not out of options or that does not deserve to be sent down. So, uh, so honestly, I, it's, a tough, it's a tough decision. It's a tough thing to, to decide. And obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that I'm not the one making the decision. But uh, if I'm Ross Atkins, Charlie Montoyo discussing it, just discussing it, Freddie Galvis goes on the 10-day DL and you open up a spot for Vlad and you reevaluate things in 10 days, see so who goes down, see so who gets DFA'd. That's, that's my course of action. Because right now, looking at the roster, there's not a single guy other than Socrates Brito that I would send down, and Brito's out of options, so you can't do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, are you excited to keep Brito? Oh, yeah. Pumped. Potential. Kid's got potential. <laughs> okay. Okay, talking. Ross Atkins. <laughs> Moving on. Saturday, a very scary event occurred. Actually, it's not as scary as it was for, uh, for me watching Jay Happ get hit in the head in Tampa Bay, because I watched that live, and that was, that was scary. Anyway, completely off topic. But a scary event occurred during a rundown in Oakland, an event that Matt Shoemaker and the Blue Jays did not want to see, especially with this hot start. Shoemaker tore his ACL in an awkward way, and he is done for the year. Shoemaker seemed to be a great mentor for young starter Trent Thornton and was well-liked in the clubhouse, too. So how will the Blue Jays fill his empty rotation spot? Well, number one, you said was liked in the clubhouse. Or is, is, is. Yeah, and you know what, and that's my point, is I really was excited to see that he he walked out with all the pitchers out of the bullpen uh, today on on the, headed into the game. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what a team player. I mean, you know, I didn't know, to be honest, I didn't know a whole lot about him. I knew some of the history coming into spring training. Obviously, his injury history, I looked up and, and some of the background on him, but I didn't know what a good guy he is. And I guess you can't really know that from a, you know, a, a fan graph stat sheet, but, <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, you really see what he did with the young kids so far you, and hopefully will still do while he, he rehabs, um, you know, I mean, great, great guy. And it's just a horrible thing. It's a horrible thing for him to have to deal with another injury. Well, especially with uh, how hot he's been this year. I mean, his ERA was one seven. Well, he was phenomenal. Yeah, he was phenomenal. And this is just one of those things. I mean, it happens and it's sports and this is what happens in sports. But it, it's uh, it's just tough to see it happen to a guy like that. And, uh, and you know, I mean, seeing even seeing his teammates' comments and – and other things, and, and, and just seeing how upset he was when he was interviewing about it. You know, you feel for the guy, and, and I'd really love to see him come back next year with the Jays. I believe he's on a one-year contract. So, I think he might have uh, an option for next year. 
But I'm yeah, not if I'm the that. Jays, I, I, you know, either decline the option and re-sign him to a minor league contract to see if he can get back, uh, or, or I even pick up the option. I mean, he was certainly, certainly pretty good to start the season. I know it was early, and I know it was only a few starts. Yeah. But, um, uh, looking at the you know, numbers he was now. Good. Looking at the number now, numbers now, he went three and zero with one five seven ERA in 22, 28 and two thirds innings with an 0.87 WHIP. Shoemaker was on his game this year, and it's awful that he had to go down with such a brutal injury that will take him out for the rest of the for the rest of the year. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. Pick up the option, or if you want, if you want to be conservative with it, if you want to be careful, you. Decline the option, sign him to a minor league deal, see how he does, see how well he performs, and then you bring him back up. But on, I, 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 I think it'll be great for the Blue Jays to get Shoemaker back, especially since next year there might be some more young guys coming up that mm-hmm. could benefit from his, uh, from his leadership and from his advice on the mound on how to pitch uh, in the big leagues because he's been around since 2013. He knows what he's doing. He, he's had success in the past when he hasn't been injured. And you know what? This guy's a great presence in the clubhouse. And I think we're seeing a lot more of the good guys in the clubhouse this year. And I'm not sure why that is, but a lot more stories are coming through about how good players are in the Blue Jays clubhouse this year. And, uh, I mean, Kendrick Morales was one before he got traded. Kevin Pillar was another, um, but Matt Shoemaker, tremendous presence in the clubhouse, and I'm sure he'll still be around the team as much as he possibly can. For the Blue Jays, you, you've got to find a way to get him back next year. I think you, if it's a minor league deal, so be it. You have, to have a, uh, you have to have Matt Shoemaker on your roster next year for me. Yeah, yeah, well, I agree. I mean, unless there's, you know, barring any major acquisitions at the trade deadline of somebody who – you know, has some some potential to be major league ready and could be a pitcher, a starting pitcher, things like that. Those are the types of things, you know, if a smoke breaks out and has a great year and becomes, you know, valuable, valuable trade bait at the deadline, these types of things could develop that you wouldn't necessarily push Shoemaker back in. But mm-hmm. again, you know, I, I mean, that's all hearsay. All hearsay. It's not even hearsay yet. Deadline's how long away? <laughs> a couple <laughs> but, months. So it's not hearsay, but it's it's all speculation. And 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 I guess you know where we stand today. I would agree with you a hundred percent. Bring them back next year. Yeah. Uh, today, April twenty fourth, at the time of this recording, Matt Shoemaker should be on this team next year, and you can't change my mind on that, no matter how hard you try. But we talked about him being a great mentor for Trent Thornton. But Trent Thornton has scuffled lately. We knew the success of the youngster wouldn't last forever. But Trent Thornton was beat up by the Rays. He allowed four to the Twins and four runs again to the Giants on Tuesday. So when do you think Trent Thornton will break out of this rut? Not in the big leagues. Really? Um, you going to send him down? And- well, I mean, right now it's tough to do that just because there's, you know, there's injury concerns with Shoemaker, potentially Sanchez. It's just, you know, you can't really take Thornton out of the, I mean, as much as I'd love to, trust me, but <laughs> you can't take him out of the rotation right now. You just don't have the depth. And, and so you got to let him work it out right here. And maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that does allow him to work it out quickly and potentially provide some value before the you know, season is totally a loss for him, but, um, but I mean, you know, I mean, 
Uh, to me personally, I think if the if the pitching was not so injury laden right now, he goes right away. Yeah, and I'm looking at the 40 man roster right now and all the starters they have there. Thomas Benone, who can make you a couple spot starts, but he's been so good out of the bullpen, and he has not been as good as a starter. Uh, Sam Gavilio has also been good, but out of the pen. But I I don't know how he performs as a starter. He hasn't pitched as a starter at all this year. Last year, he wasn't great. He did the job. Looking at the 40-man, though, they have Yenzi Diaz, who's been good in AA New Hampshire, but that's AA New Hampshire. He hasn't pitched in AAA yet. You've got Patrick Murphy, who's also in AA New Hampshire. Julian Merriweather is a candidate. Uh, David Paulino has been okay in AAA. Hector Perez has scuffled in AA. Sean Reed Foley, I don't see a way that they can bring him back up. Honestly, I don't see a way that... He comes up at all until I don't. Are they still do September call up? The roster's expanded like twenty eight this year, right? Well, I thought that was next year. Next yeah. year, so there might be if if they're still if they still expand to the forty man in September. Reed Foley does come up then, but I don't see him unless he's like the last option they have. I don't see him uh, coming back up to make a spot start because he has not been good in the big leagues and he needs more time in the minors. Jacob Wagaspack is a guy that I think could uh, come up and make a spot start for the Blue Jays because he he seems to be their most advanced pitching prospect. He's in AAA Buffalo. He has been good in AAA Buffalo, high strikeout pitcher. He did have a high ERA last year, but I think he's off to a better start this year. So Jacob Wagaspack is a guy who could fill Trent Thornton's spot if he really starts to scuffle and who could fill that empty rotation spot if Gavilio and Pannone don't work in there because I think they're going to, I think they're going to try those two first. And if those two don't work, I think you call up Waggis back. Yeah. Yeah. And that has been a suggestion. I don't know if it was Scott MacArthur that suggested it the other day when I was listening to the radio broadcast. Um, but I believe it was on the radio broadcast that I heard that. And I think you're right. I think we pack is, is potentially uh, an option. I mean, obviously, Reed Foley's not at this point. Well, and... he is, but he's not necessarily your plan A as a backup. Well, no, he can't. I mean, how could he be? Yeah, how, exactly. How could he, be? he has not and... been good in the big leagues at all. Exactly, exactly. So, you know what? It'll be interesting to see, and don't be shocked if we get a Jacob Waggis pack MLB debut this year. Moving on to that farm we just spoke of. So, the farm report. Uh, every once in a while, we thought we'd do a farm report to keep you updated on what's going on in the minor leagues. And Scott MacArthur did mention on the radio broadcast that a lot of the St. Louis Bar and Grill out-of-town scoreboards will be updates from the minor leagues because that's where the most interesting action is going to be happening in the Blue Jays organization since they have so many good prospects coming up. So, who's hot? Well, Kevin Biggio. He is really hot. He's in AAA Buffalo. He's the Blue Jays' number nine prospect. He's hitting 415 with three home runs and eight RBI at the time of this recording. Uh, Jordan Groshans in Class A Lansing is the Blue Jays' number five prospect. He's hitting 387 with two home runs and 13 RBI. And Nate Pearson in High A Dunedin, the Blue Jays' number three prospect, is 2 0 with a 129 ERA and an 064 whip. Also, to be mentioned, Bo Bichette, who is in AAA Buffalo, in case you were somehow unaware, has been diagnosed with a broken hand, and that will set him back. A while tough. That is tough for a guy who was so, so, so hot in the spring. Is there anyone or anything you'd like to add? No, I, I just think that uh, 
you know, it's tough to see Bichette go down. It's mm-hmm. very tough. Um, you know, I feel for the kid too. I mean, I heard the screams on the highlight. That was lovely. <laughs> um, and, you know, so I, I can't imagine that felt nice. And obviously with, with it now being diagnosed officially as a broken hand, uh, it, which takes typically six to eight weeks to recover, mm-hmm. you know, it's a little while before we'll see Bichette up in the bigs. And, and I think we knew that anyway. I yeah. don't think he was any earlier than the September call-up. Uh, I think Kevin Biggio, though, is really working his way into the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Wilner said it on the broadcast on the radio, but, you know, you have to take it with a little bit of a grain of salt just because it's, you know, it, it literally is how many games into the season so far. I don't know, not many because they've been rained out a lot. Right, exactly. And, and so the at-bats are, are, are there, and, and certainly, you know, I'm not taking away from what he's been able to do so far. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but again, just cautious. I don't think you pull him up the same day Vlad comes up, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, but he's certainly working his way into a conversation of maybe earlier call-ups, like a June or July type of call-up, especially if somebody goes down. But uh, uh, kudos to him for the way he's really started out in AAA. Yeah, Kevin Biggio has been tremendous in AAA Buffalo this year. And if I'm not mistaken, last year he led – the Eastern League in home runs with 26. He had 99 RBI. He's always been a good power hitter, but it's interesting to see him. He's only had 49 at-bats, 59 plate appearances this year. But um, he's been doing re- – oh, sorry, that hasn't updated from today. So once that updates, it'll be, it'll be four more at-bats, which would get him up to a grand total, if my math is correct, 53 ABs. And he's batting 415, so Biggio has been red hot. Uh, he's walked and as many times as he struck out this year. And last year in New Hampshire, he was not as lucky with a hundred walks and 148 strikeouts. So he does strike out 10 to strike out more than he walks. But you know what, for a guy that hits you 26 bombs in double a with those big ballparks, because a lot of minor league, a lot of people don't realize that minor league ballparks are usually really big. They can be huge. Some of them are small, but some of them also can be giant and 26 home runs is no small feat in double-A New Hampshire. And 99 RBIs, he'll drive you in runs. He's clutch with runners in scoring position. But the downside to that is he does strike out a lot. So, but if I'm not mistaken, that's a risk you'd be willing to take to get the production out of Biggio. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. And, and, and you know, I think there, there's just a huge wave of position players right now. Mm-hmm. And, and that's great. I, I just worry about the... The, the pitching, pitching depth yeah. of this organization, it's really, really hurt and mm-hmm. uh, not good. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you you've know? got Nate Pearson. People yeah. are talking about Patrick Murphy. You might yeah, have Hector sure. Perez. I mean, there's there's bright spots. I mean, maybe Romano can come back uh, after we fix whatever happened in Texas. Yeah. Uh, you know, like there's, there's, there's some good in there in that pitching depth. There's just not enough. And, and, you know, but I mean, looking at the Espinals, the Walls, the Groshans, you know, Kevin Smiths of the world, there, there's lots of good happening down there. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just not happening at the pitching yeah. <laughs> position. So, Speaking of good, uh, it's clearly Vlad Jr. time because I'm on baseball reference right now on Kevin Biggio's stats. That's how I brought you Biggio's stats a moment ago. And there is suddenly an ad for the Blue Jays Ace Series this weekend with guess who on the ad of Vladimir Guerrero Jr. They prepared for Boy, this. Well, that didn't take long. No, it didn't. Oh, now it's something completely different. Um, 
But oh no, it reappeared in a different spot. But everyone is excited. People are aware that it's happening. People all around the big leagues. I mean, I've gotten more. I received more at bat notifications about the Blue Jays today than I have all year long. I think <laughs> that's other true. than that, I got Freddie Galvis catch. Freddie Galvis catch in uh, in Oakland, but that's it. Like everyone is hyped. They want to see the number one prospect in baseball. They want to see the impact he's going to make. And this guy has incredible potential and real potential, unlike perhaps another player that is currently on the big league roster, but he is going to be a superstar. He is going to be tremendous. He is going to be the best thing that's happened to Toronto in a very long time. And Scott MacArthur mentioned it. He's the best prospect the Blue Jays have ever had in their 43 year history. So to wrap things up, but no pressure, no pressure, no No pressure at all. You don't live up to the expectations. (laughs) We will uh, be fine with that. We'll be fine with that. You know, just be your dad and more. That's yeah. Fine. Yeah. No that's, that's all we ask. Be your hall of fame dad. And more than that, because that's what we <laughs> expect of you do otherwise. And you'll have something coming. No, just kidding. Vladimir Guerrero jr. Is going to be great in the big leagues. Finally, a special announcement. I am super excited and super proud to announce that I will be joining the London majors broadcast team this year. The London majors are in the inner County baseball league in Ontario. They, are an independent league baseball team, and I am excited to say that I'll be working with Noah Smith on the broadcast, the live streams on Facebook. I'll be the color commentator, and I will be doing pregame work as well. So very excited to announce that. Congratulations, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks a lot to all the guests we've had on the podcast. They were a major reason that I got the job. Uh, So thank you very much to Scott MacArthur, Casey Stern, Mike Wilner, Scott Crawford, Brent Wales. Thank you all very much. Uh, and your dad. You. Yeah, of course. You you too. You count. You work. <laughs> no, nah, thank you to you too. Thank I'll you to Matt Hiscox, crying. Scott Dart, Rube Chatterdat, and Noah Smith. So this has been episode 26 of 211's Baseball Talk. My name is Dylan Baker. I am accompanied, as usual, by my dad, Chris. We will see you all next week. Enjoy it, and make sure you tune in as Vladdy Guerrero Jr. makes his big league debut on Friday, April 26th.